up and give the Lord a wave offering. Would you do that tonight? Hallelujah. What a wonderful service we're having here tonight. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise for it? Hallelujah. Wow, what a congregation on this Sunday night. We're going to do our declaration. You say, why are you doing that? Since you have a guest speaker, it's vitally important that we declare who we are in Christ. I heard a story one time of a little boy and he kept going to school and every time he turned around, the teacher was getting on to him and they finally had a little talk together and the teacher said, Johnny, why ain't you doing it? He said, I can't. Why can't you? Because I'm stupid. And he said, no, you're not stupid. Who told you you're stupid? He said, well, every day my mama tells me I'm stupid. And she said, well, you're not stupid. And he said, yes, I'm stupid. And that went on for several, several years. And he got a little older, and when he became a teenager, all of a sudden, his attitude had changed. And the different people that was involved in his education wondered, what's changed little Johnny's attitude? And all of a sudden, he, they pulled him aside and said, Johnny, what is it that's caused you to start believing yourself? He said, I had a baby brother. And every time my little baby brother comes up to me, he says, you're awesome. You're great. You're big. You're wonderful. And he said, I just got to believe in it. Amen. You got to believe what the Lord's already declared over you. Amen. Would you put up the declaration, please? We're going to do it together. Would you stand? Are you ready? Lord, today by faith, we declare that we are walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and our fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and to those who in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. If you believe that, tell the Lord and give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Now would you welcome to the pulpit our friend and colleague, Brother Ziegler, to the podium tonight. Pray with me. Let's just pray. And I want to pray tonight that we would be, and this is what I sense in my spirit and feel in my heart, and I just want you to pray to this end that we would be open. Would you lift your hands right where you're sitting in a cup form and say, Lord, I'm open. I'm wide open. I'm wide open for the kind of miracle that would blow my mind. Lord, you have my permission to do whatever you want to do because what you want from me is a yes. You don't need my help. You need my yes. And right now we say yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes to whatever you want to do. Lord, take us tonight and do a work in us that will change us, that will translate us. Conform us to the image of the Son of God. Touch our minds. Touch our indecisiveness. Come on, let's pray together. I want everybody around this church.
church praying, Lord, I'm open. Come on, let's pray. Everybody, I want to hear everybody praying, Lord, I'm open. Somebody stand up and tell God, I am open for your glory. I'm open for business. I'm open for a miracle. I'm, I'm not negative. I'm not pessimistic. I'm not gloomy. I'm not depressed. In the name of Jesus, I'm open. Everybody praying that right now. I set before you an open door and God, my heart is open. Holy Spirit, I'm open. Come on, lift up your hands and begin to declare how open you are to God. Lord, I'm open in areas that I have been doubtful, areas that I have been lackadaisical, apathetic, indifferent, and Holy Spirit, have the right away tonight. Have the right away tonight. Touch my attitude. Touch my ability to conceive and understand the power of God. Oh God, I thank you and praise you that tonight is going to be a most excellent night. This is a night that I am going to receive the incorruptible word of God. It's going to produce a harvest in my life. And I declare when I get home, a miracle is going to be waiting on me. Would you call out your address wherever you live and say, when I get home, a miracle is going to be waiting. Call out your address. Keep playing. And let's give the Lord some praise while we're, while we're in this season of waiting until we hear one from the Lord. Wonderful Jesus. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We have it and we decree it. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise if you would. That is who you are. The way maker. The miracle worker. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I am so excited about what the Lord's going to do for us tonight. I have great expectation that we are not going to leave the way we came. There is a multitude of fishes that God has for us if we're willing to launch out in the deep. And how many of you honestly believe in calling those things that be not as though they were? And it doesn't matter what you came on in on. You may have come in on the low and you have maybe having had difficulties this year. But I'm believing God that the I am that I am is going to give you unfathomable favor. And you're going to be a favor magnet and you're going to see the hand of God move in your life and in your family. How many of you are thanking God in advance for what your July is going to look like and your October is going to look like? It is going to be the most incredible year of my life. Come on let's get that in our spirit that this is going to be a super incredible year and I'm glad that you and I are on this journey that is called Mission Possible I'm glad to be with my elder brother and the statesman of the Lord I believe Ken Miller is an incredible, generous, kind affectionate soul would you let him know, he and his wife how much we celebrate and appreciate the wonderful ministry of this man of God and his wife who is a perfect complement and his wonderful family. 
There are men in this world that you meet and you forget, but he is unforgettable. How many of you can say without a shadow of a doubt that if it had not been for the Lord sending the people in your life, you wouldn't be where you are. And he sent this man of God from heaven. Come on, let's thank God for him and the ministry and everything that he does. And this church is constantly in revival. You understand that we got to keep it moving. And in order to have a church like this, and I say this all over the world, that if a church is dead, the casket is in the pulpit. You can't have a live church and a half-dead pastor. And your pastor is very much alive. And he's a humble man who understands that you got to feed hungry people. And these are some of the hungriest people for God anywhere in the world. How many of you know without a shadow of a doubt that a church like this is not on every corner in every city? We have something special. We have something unique. We have something awesome and amazing. Look at all of these young people here on a Sunday night. Somebody ought to tell the devil you're a liar. God is doing something awesome and we are living witnesses that God is not a man that he should lie and he's going to save our families and he's going to do some great and amazing things. I want to get into the word of the Lord and I don't want to keep you too long tonight. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter number 2 verses 1 through 5. Um, I want to deal with this is what the Lord spoke to me for this year and we are building something great for God and here in this amazing city in this great church we are building something a lasting legacy to the glory of God and I believe that you are a part and I am a part of apostolic history being in this church and in this ministry because there are people that thought it couldn't be done, that we couldn't build a multicultural church in Missouri, but the devil is a liar. God's building a church and I am determined that you haven't seen anything yet. How many of you believe that we have not seen all that God is going to do through the ministry of this great man of God and this amazing congregation. And how many of you love good gospel music? If you love good singing, let our worship team know we love it. We got to have it. And when we're not here, we miss it. Somebody say amen. The word of the Lord in the book of Second Chronicles. Would you stand for the reading of the Lord's word? I do indulge your benevolence to do so. Um, I was just sitting by your pastor and I was recently um, in Dallas with uh, the great Marcus and Joni Lamb and we had a wonderful interview with them and I said I'm going to call Brother Lamb and tell him that the best kept secret in the world is not in Dallas, Texas but it's in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Somebody say man. I don't care what they say in Georgia or what they say in Alabama, you know, look at somebody and just shake your head like a white woman that just got out of a pool. <laughs> There's something special here. It's something amazing here. And we are a part of it. The word of the Lord in Second Chronicles, when you got it, say amen. 
If you don't have it, someone will be very kind to share with you in the reading of the Lord's word. Let me go ahead and try to get to it myself. We have it, we have it on the wall there. And the Bible reads like this. I'll read it from now. And this word is very important to the continuity of my text and assignment tonight. And Solomon determined. Would you repeat after me? And Solomon determined to build a house for the name of the Lord and a house for his kingdom. Verse number two, read. And Solomon to bear burdens and fourscore thousand to hew in the mountain and three thousand and six hundred to oversee them. Verse three. And Solomon sent to Huram, the king of Tyre, saying, As thou didst deal with David my father, and didst send him cedars to build him a house to dwell therein, even so deal with me. Verse number four. Behold, I build a house to the name of the Lord, my God, to dedicate it to him and to burn before him sweet incense for the continual shewbread and for the burnt offerings morning and evening on the Sabbaths. And on the new moons and on the solemn feasts of the Lord our God, this is an ordinance forever to Israel. Now verse number five, this, is, this verse messed me up. When I got a hold of verse number five, I was doing the stinky leg up my stairs and shouting in my living room. And I got happy when I was studying this because this is how Solomon felt about what he was going to do for God. He said, and the house which I build. He said, I'm not building nothing small. I'm not doing something mediocre. I'm in it to win it. And my next move going to be my best move. And if I'm going to do something and it's not going to be great, I might as well not even do it. For God is great. And he's above Allah and Muhammad and Buddha and Krishna and Daddy Grace and Father Divine would you look up and say God what I'm going to do for you is going to be oh I wish I had somebody to throw your head back and let it rip said God what I'm going to do for you it's going to be great why because you're a great God and you deserve a great praise. I want you for the next 20 seconds to put your hands on it and say my next move is going to be great. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. If it's not going to be great, don't do it. If it's not going to be amazing, don't put your name on it. But if you made up my mind, I serve a great God and I got a great destiny and I'm not going to be lazy or slowful. I'm going all in in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I'm all in. Sit down, y'all. God, put, put that verse and the house that I'm going to build it's going to be great why because my God is great shake your head and say great marriages great families great jobs great business ventures 
said, I'm the lender, not the borrower. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I'm blessed when I come. I'm blessed when I go. If my God is blessed, that means I got to be blessed. If God is active, you can't be lazy. You got to do something great. I was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama for about three days. And while in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I went to that small school called the University of Alabama. And one of our Church of God boys is on the coaching staff of Nick Satan. I mean Satan. And I went toward the athletic facilities of the University of Alabama. I went in their weight room and went up to Coach Saban's office and I was just there until I almost got sick of being there. And they took me to the Paul Bear Bryant Museum. And there at Paul Bryant Museum, I noticed not one, not two, not three, not four, not eight, not 12, but 17 national championships. They were one after anybody from Alabama in this house. Anybody from Alabama? Wave your hand if you're from Alabama. It, it, who, there goes somebody from Alabama. Listen, Alabama is that way. If you, if you need to go home, it's that way. But I was there and this woman and I were looking at the trophies from the University of Alabama. And this woman next to me, she and I were the only one in the museum. And the woman next to me, she started crying. And she looked at me and she said, out of the blue, can you feel it? I said, excuse me? Can you feel it? And I said, oh, I can feel it. <laughs> and she said, every time I come in this place, I'm amongst greatness. And she said, when I was knee high to a grasshopper, I've been coming to this place my entire life. And the girl said something. She said, every time I'm here, it moves me. And I said, good God. Because I'm from Georgia. And we lose everything. We lose to the Cardinals. We lose to the Patriots. We lose to Florida. We, lo we lose all the time. We know how to lose. And the woman said, and I said, yes, I can feel it. I almost feel like I'm from Alabama. And I immediately slapped myself out of it and got on Interstate 20 right after that. And the woman said, every time I'm here, I know I'm amongst greatness. And it moved me. That the wonderful folks in Alabama, I just kid with them all the time. But I respect excellence. I respect the pursuit of excellence. I understand that welfare doesn't work and the only thing comes to a sleeper is a dream. And I understand that my father is a high school football coach 
and my dad was the kind of coach I remember I got hit so hard that I went and sat on the other team's bench and my father sent some boys over there to get me and brought me back and they, they asked me what my name was I didn't know that they asked me where I live I didn't know that and my dad said Johnny Earl if you can get me seven on this tall sweep I will, I'll let you sit the rest of the game I don't know whether I got seven or five or whatever I got, but my father believed that a concussion was just a slight injury that you can recover if you put some WD-40 on it. Driven, strong. That was my dad. And so while there at the University of Alabama and I looked at all of those championships and all of that greatness and I left thinking about that woman who said, can you feel it? And she said, I've been feeling this all my life. And because I live in Losersville, USA, how in the world can you be up 28 to 3 in the fourth quarter and what the game? I'm over it. I just got out of an institution over it. We were beating them 28 to 3. And I'm over it. We won 13 division championships with the Braves and only one World Series, but I'm over it. We had Alabama, we had them, we had them beat. And, but anyway, like I'm trying to tell you, I was there amongst all their greatness. And while I was looking at her, I understood something about them. They don't expect to lose. When they play, they are determined to win. And if you make up your mind that you are not going to lose as long as Jesus Christ in your life, it doesn't matter what giant is in front of you. If you determine in your mind that you're going to do something great for God, no devil in hell has the power to stop you from fulfilling your destiny. Somebody clap your hands and say, I'm ready for the next level. And so while there, put verse number one up there, I went home and wrote this message. And this is what I found out about uh, Solomon. He was number one, determined to build God a house. He made up his mind. He cut the la-la and the yang-yang. And he decided that I'm all in. Would somebody lift your hands and say for the rest of 2020 and the rest of my life I'm all in. It's sink or swim, live or die but I made up my mind if I'm going to be alive I'm not going to be alive to be lazy and lackadaisical but I'm going to tear the devil's kingdom down. I am determined as for me and my house Determined. The definition of determined is having a firm decision. Resolve not to change it. It means tenacious. It means decisive. It means hard working. And success begins when you start moving. In other words, the motivated are the ones that are willing to do great things. And so the first thing I understood about that woman in Paul Bear Bryant's museum was she had 
embraced it. She had embraced that every time Alabama steps on the field, they're going to win. She could not imagine them losing. She could not imagine them being beaten. She couldn't imagine them being mediocre. And as a child of God, I can't imagine the devil ever winning against God and the never devil ever winning against a child of God. For if God be for you, who in the world can be against you? If God is on your side, you're a winner. Embrace it. Somebody say embraced it. Abraham at 99 finally embraced what God could do at 99. Notice Abraham is old and his wife is old. And God gave him this word. By this time next year. Would you lift your hands and say by this time next year. If you're looking for me don't look down. Don't look for me to be depressed. Don't look for me to be filled with cancer or anxiety but I am determined starting tonight that my 2020 is going to push me into the rest of my life. I'm declaring at the palace of praise that the devil should have killed me before I got here tonight because the sky is the limit to what I believe God is going to do in our lives. <laughs> Slap somebody and say embrace it. If Abraham and Sarah embraced the baby at 99, they embraced it. God said by this time next year. And then God showed up and it, and it was so difficult to embrace that Abraham laughed out loud and Sarah <laughs> laughed to herself. But hell is smoking and God ain't joining. God said by this time next year. God said by this time next year. Sarah was in the tent. Abraham said, I'm coming in this tent said don't you come in this tent and he went in that tent and Sarah and Abraham when they were given the promise it was 74 now watch this 75 76 77 78 85 95 96 97 98 99 at 74, he told them he was going to do it. And by that time, it was ridiculous. By 99, it's impossible. But guess what? When God says, I'm about to turn this thing around, I don't care where you are. His promise can get to where you are. I don't care what the doctor told you. If God gave you a word, it trumps what the doctor told you. And so at year 99, Sarah was craving pickles and ice cream at 3 o'clock in the morning. At age 99, Sarah had a baby. 
Sarah had a walker and a walker. A walker for her and a walker for the baby. Because when God gives you a promise, it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is, embrace it. Somebody say embrace it. Put your arms around it. Put your faith around it. And believe even unto the death that if God brought you to it, he will see you through it. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Am I talking to anybody in this house? What the devil doesn't want you to do is embrace it. That woman next to me said, I said, I can feel it. And I came all the way from Atlanta, Georgia to tell you, Pastor Miller, I can feel it. I can feel something in the atmosphere. I can feel something when I saw the praise team singing and the violin and stringing and the bass player plucking and the drummer tapping. I could feel that there is something different about this church. You have embraced that with God, all things are possible. I got one question. Is there anything too hard for God? Lift your hands and say, there's nothing impossible with God. Joshua is a 40-year-old man. And three times the word of the Lord comes, be strong. Be strong. Be strong. I want you to embrace this. And then God tells him this, I'm with you. Lift your hands and say, God's with me. God's got me. It doesn't matter if I'm in the mountain high, he's there. If I'm in the valley low, he's there. If you're depressed and you feel like giving up your life, don't give up on God because God won't give up on you. Uh, Joshua embraced it. And God gave him Ai, and God gave him Jericho, and God gave him pretty much all of the promised land. When he started moving, God started performing. Did you hear what I said? When you start moving, that's when God starts performing. And I came to tell somebody, you've been sitting down on the seat of yesterday, crying about things that happened years ago. It's time to shake it off and start living. There was this old farmer, and he had a favorite pet goat, and the goat fell in a well. And the goat was down there just crying. How does a goat sound? Does a goat say bad? I think she, they, they do that. And the goat was just, just crying. And the farmer said, I'm going to bury this goat. And he started pouring dirt in the well. And every time the dirt hit the goat's back, he would shake it off. When folk criticize you, shake it off. When folk lie on you, shake it off. When folk bring up your past, you bring up your future. When folk bring up your ex, you bring up their craziness. When folks tell you that God can't, you lift up your hand and say, God not only can, but God will. And he threw so much dirt on the goat until the goat kept rising. 
and eventually the goat climbed out of the well. And I came to tell somebody, the devil has thrown everything at you he could throw at you. But you, like Solomon, are determined to finish your destiny strong. You are determined to fulfill the commission of 2,000 people in this church. You are determined to see the glory of God fill your entire family with the Holy Spirit. You are determined to see a revival come to the schools of this community. I need about 25 people that are determined to see God send the Holy Ghost wave to this region. Somebody shout in this house. You know what I found out? The devil can't do nothing with you when you become determined. Point at that, underline that word. Determined. The woman with the issue of blood. Determined to touch the hem of his God. And what did she do? She broke through and grabbed the hem of his God. I want you to put your hands on yourself and say, I'm determined. Am I talking to anybody in this house that made up your mind that this year you're going to build God? Secondly, what he had to do was surround himself with the right people. The biggest mistake that we often make is we are surrounded by scared folks. It ain't nothing worse. Stay right here. Ain't nothing worse than being surrounded by scared folks. And you can't execute with scared folks. If you embrace it, he has to embrace it. And he has to embrace it. And he has to embrace it. When you decided to do this work, everybody connected had to embrace it. The biggest problem that we have is we fail to embrace what God wants us to execute. Somebody pray with me. We fail to execute by working 
to do the work of God. When we embrace it and we execute, can't no devil in hell stop us from doing the will of God. Lift up your hands. I feel like something is going to break in a few minutes. He embraced it. They had to execute it. Did you hear me? He embraced it. We got to execute it. Stand up, Miller. Stand up, Brother Miller. You give us the vision. <clears throat> we must stand together. Shoulder to shoulder. In harmony. In unity. Listen, one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand, three can chase a hundred thousand. What would happen in this house if everybody embraced what God had given this man of God? Look at them. We're ready to execute it. Number one, embrace it. Number two, execute it. Did you hear me? Number one, woman with this your blood touched the hem of his garment. Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho until they came down. You got to embrace it. And then execute it. I had a situation here recently where a couple in North Carolina said I prayed for a financial miracle. This couple worth millions of dollars 
sent me a check. It got lost in the mail. They called me on the phone. Said, Reverend, did you get our check? I said, no, I didn't get it. We found out it was lost. They said, well, we'll send you another one. I said, no, I'll come to your house. <laughs> I executed it. They live six hours away. I didn't know how much the check was. I got there. But left my house about four o'clock. I got there. Waited two hours for them to get there. They finally got there. I didn't even greet them. I just reached for the check. <laughs> I got in the car. They gave me a check that blew my mind. God got a blessing this year that's going to blow your mind. This year is not going to be like last year. This weight that's been on your shoulders, God's going to lift it off of you. And you got a family miracle coming. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Oh, hallelujah. Can y'all hear me? I'm out here now. God gave me this for somebody. Expectation. Y'all can sit down. <laughs> Is to believe. It's not going to be long. It is. Literally, the belief it will arrive soon. Do like this. Soon. There's a financial situation that God told me to tell you. He's Lord over it. And he's going to restore everything that you lost. And he's going to pull high places down in your favor. 
you ain't seen nothing yet. Somebody help me shout. Somebody help me shout. Somebody help me shout. Somebody shout in this house. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in here. know his situation point at him you're going to get some good news real soon that what the devil meant for evil God's turning it around somebody shout somebody help me shout somebody help me shout come on let's shout together stand up on your feet and shout a victory shout hold it together go to verse 5 go to verse 5 stay right there My expectation is your next blessing. Number one, it's going to be great. Number two, it's going to be soon. Put your hand on somebody and give them this word. Great. Soon. It's going to be great. And it's going to be so. <laughs> Put your hand on them. It's going to be great. It's going to be soon. 
great. Oh, mm-hmm. 
good and your mercy endure it forever Lord you are good and your mercy endure it forever people from every nation and tongue from generations to
didn't forget you. God didn't forget you. God didn't forget you. God didn't forget you. God shut up both. Sing a little more of that. Sing a little more of that. This is how I fight. Keep, keep singing. This is how Come on, let's keep working. We got work to do.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
listen this young man listen I don't know how much voice I got left so I got to use it when I get it this young man Pastor, you know what the Holy Ghost told me? The Holy Ghost told me the nightmare is over. Somebody shout in this house. Shout, shout, shout. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Something is happening in this room. 
What a night, what a night. Where's the young man? Where's the young man? Bob, tell him to come in. Shh, really. You got the victory? Listen, by prophecy, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and told me this young man was living a nightmare. They go, my, wait, my, this my, one of my spiritual dynamos. This is a, the difference between a pit bull and a soccer mom is lipstick <laughs> and she she got in there and started fighting he's been through a tough season and I didn't know him stretch your hand this way God gonna get in his dreams God gonna get in his mind in his heart Holy Ghost women the nightmare is over no more nightmares say it say it yes what yes what is the all the power we need oh God no more, no more. Go get him. Torment. Anxiety. PTSD. Stress. Lift your hands and say yes, Lord. Mountains are still being moved. What is that song? Mountains. Sing. What is that? 
Mountains are That's still it. being moved. Lift your hand. And strongholds are still being loosed. And God, we believe it. Because yes, we can see it. The wonders are still what you do. And bodies are still being raised. And giants are still being slain. And God, we believe it. Because yes, we can see it. The wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. Come and Same.
strongholds are still being loosed. And God, we believe it. Jesus. Yes, we can see it. The wonders are still what you do. Jesus. And bodies are still being raised. And giants are still being slain. And God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. The wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. Come and
Wow. Listen, I want them to sing that Western song. What one you sung this morning? Y'all ready? All right, they ready. Let's blow it out now. Don't be playing with it. Go on, sing it if you're going to sing it. If you ain't going to sing it, let somebody else sing it. Y'all ready? Come on, let's do it. Pump it up. Come on. Come on, let's blow it up. Oh, that's it. That's it. Who could carry that kind of weight? Oh, it was my tomb. It was till I met you. I was breathing, but not alive. Heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. 
his name. And you've stood up in your grave, but you still got the grave clothes wrapped all around you tonight. And we're gonna keep singing this song until that person here tonight has done shook off their grave clothes. And I want you to know tonight that God is waiting on you. He has provided this moment for you that you have stood up and you hear him calling your name, but you've gotta shake off your grave clothes tonight. And you've gotta come out of the grave. It's not just enough to hear your name called. You've got to get up and you've got to shake off those grave clothes and you've got to come out and let the Lord move on you tonight. My sin was heavy, but chains break out the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I breathe.
He has erased their names from those tombstones. What the enemy said was permanent. God has said no. God has said they are alive in Jesus' blood bought. And they are risen. They have risen. Hallelujah. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy. But chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open. Cause when you call my name, I ran out of my breath. Out of the darkness and into
I speak life into Papa Bluff. I speak life into Dexter. I speak life into Keelan and Brosley, Elsinore, Donovan, Van Buren. We speak revival. We speak revival. We speak revival. We rebuke every enemy that's to the north and the south in the east and the west, and we prophetically speak over them that they will be scattered in Jesus' name. That light's gonna invade every single area, every corner, every single corner of Southeast Missouri will be invaded in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, Bluff School, no dark, no more darkness. You, no, no, I don't think you heard me. No, light, 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 Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Hey, hey. Neelyville, Neelyville, light, Naylor, light. East Carter Light, Three Rivers College, Light. If you got family, if you got family that's bound, and they're not here, they're bound, lift your hands. Lift your hand up if you got family bound. Praise God, because victory's coming in Jesus' name. I said praise God, because victory's coming in Jesus' name. Would you praise God? This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't a fantasy. This is real. said walk in it go walk in it in Jesus name lift up your hands and give God praise
Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. See what God does. Seek him while he may be found. If you believe what God has said, would you just lift your hands and say, Lord, we believe. We believe, God. We believe in the prophecy. We believe what you spoke in a man, our pastor years ago, in our staff, what you showed Randy, what you showed of all of us, Lord. Every single word that's been spoken, we believe it. And we walk in it. And we go after it. And we pursue you. And we pursue the lost. We expect great things, God, for you are a great God. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Say, let my will be done. Tell him, let your will be done. Tell him. Say, let your will be done, God. Your kingdom come, God. Your will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven in Jesus' name. There's no way I, I, to close this out. I just want to say that I'm so glad that you're, that I'm a part of your family. And I believe God's doing great things. And I believe in the staff of this church. And I believe in our pastor. And I'm speaking prophetically in the name of Jesus. One more thing is that our church debt is going to be paid in full. In Jesus' name, I speak debt be erased and be gone. Burden be lifted. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I speak it in the name of Jesus. Let it be gone in Jesus' name. Exceedingly, abundantly above what we could ever ask, think, dream, or imagine. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Would you thank Bishop Ziegler for coming and being with us? Pastor wants me to tell you we're going to schedule a revival with him soon. They're going to work on it. Just be sure to participate and to be here. And just I commission you, go, therefore, and make disciples to the ends of the earth, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Let's reach our city. Let's reach our region. Let's reach the world for Jesus, full of the Spirit of God. Amen. I love you.